Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. God bless you, and welcome to the show. Good evening, and God bless everyone. It's indeed both an honor and a privilege to have this opportunity again to speak to you concerning history, the history of African Americans, uh, those of the transatlantic uh, slave trade, the despoil. It's always an honor because we have been left out of history so long, but there are many uh Caucasian, I'm not going to say white, but Caucasian authors and, and, and philosophers and scientists and many others who have written about Africa and those who have studied genetics, uh, those who have studied anthropology and uh, others, they have found out about Africa. But little that it be little known that it little known as it might be, they don't uh, teach it in public or private uh, schools. And the reason that is that we would always carry a negative uh, look at ourselves, and it will keep this thing of uh, our call of low self-esteem. But when I say low self-esteem, many African-Americans or blacks will say that they don't have, I'm not a person of low self-esteem. Well, you don't know, but it's there because you've been brainwashed from school and never show you're not anywhere in any science book, history book, civics book, unless they show a picture of a slave. So you're not counted. You're counted as being someone that didn't accomplish or get, did anything worthy for the world today that we live in. You didn't invent anything. You didn't discover anything. And what's ironic about this whole situation and this whole scenario is the fact that the only person that seemed to have discovered or invented anything are Caucasian, and that is so far from the truth. Before we go any further tonight, I, I need to speak to those who are listening tonight concerning voting. It's imperative that we get out and cast our votes. 
it's imperative that we understand what's at stake. It's imperative to understand that we as African Americans shouldn't wait for a black candidate to run for office that we need to vote. Martin Luther King, Brother Farrakhan, Malcolm X, and many others have always told us that as African Americans, you have to vote for the lesser of the two evils. And what he's saying is that the Democrats are the lesser of the two evils, being that it may, uh, out of 100 and right at 157 years ago, slavery, being free from slavery, but at that time, you were free from slavery, but you've had Democrats, you've had Republican presidents, and still today, after 100, over 150-some more years, you're still fighting for equal rights because none have ever did what was necessary to make America uh, a, a country of equality. Uh, uh, never to try to make up for the transgressions of America that made America great. So we need to understand this is what's at hand. The first thing I want to tell you about this at hand is Social Security. Many blacks uh, really don't have a, a whole lot saved up. They may have Social Security in their retirement, and that's what they depend on. If it's up to the Republicans, they'll cut the amount that you're getting. They would also invest it in stock. So if the market falls, then you lose your money. It happened with the federal government agencies years ago, and it still could happen today. I don't need somebody to invest the money that I put on the side or uh, anyone else for when they get older so they could draw a Social Security check. I don't need them to raise the age from 65 up to 70 or 67. And all that is so so many people will die off before they get age to draw the money what they put in to. Uh, we need to understand that's on the table. The next thing that's on the table is voting rights. We need to really, really fight for voting rights. I've seen something that many of us haven't seen. Even at, at 70 years old, I've, I've vaguely seen some of these things to happen. There are white men sitting on the back of trucks with, 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 with rifles, with masks on in the front of, to intimidate black voters, to intimidate voters that's going to the polls. And the world, not the world, but America sets idle and allow them to do it because they say these are free gun carrying states. If blacks would do that, even in a free gun carrying state, that person would be arrested. That person would be arrested and put in jail. It's time that we speak up and get out and vote. Let us go out, not just in one, but in numbers. When you go out to vote, don't worry about them standing there. Because I know for a fact if it's happening here where I live, if a person would call and say they're out there, I would be one of the ones that would go with them and take them to the polls to let them know you don't have that to worry about. 
not to be afraid. White America is, is doing those, not, not just, I'm not saying white America, but those whites who vote for uh, the GOP. What they're praying is that African-Americans don't show up in numbers. But it's imperative that we show up in numbers so we can keep the House and flip the Senate. It's, it's, we have to, to, to go in numbers. And this is what I'm saying. If we go in numbers, the, the reason President Biden won by over seven, right at close to eight million votes, was because blacks turned out in large numbers. If we turn out in large numbers, we could take it. But we have to turn out in large numbers. And let us not be fooled, because God is not mocked. What a man sows, so shall he reap. I want you to understand this. You've been fed the lie about the economy and how bad President Biden. Be it that it may, he, he's not that, that charismatic person or anything like that. But let me explain something to you. Those who are falling for, for, for the okey-doke, I call it, you'll fall for anything. President Biden took office. You have to understand what was going on. COVID nineteen was was in high effect. Our former president had allowed about six hundred thousand lives to be lost at that time. This was a pandemic. Businesses are closing. No one's flying. No one is traveling. Jobs are lost. So when President Biden got in office, they sent out stimulus checks two times to keep the people with money in their pockets. They they donate they not donated but they delegated money to every state to prop up our unemployment. They had sent money to different people that were renting to help them with their rent. They helped different businesses to stay afloat. This is where the money that, that, that Republicans are claiming that they're spending money they don't have. When you're spending money that you don't have, it's the money you don't have when no one is telling them, and I don't know why the Democratic Party refused to tell them, that the money that they gave is $2 trillion worth of tax cuts and others to the wealthiest people in America. My whole lot of them pay no taxes at all. But you could give it to those individuals, but the middle class and the poor have to pay tax. Okay, that's a thing that you have to understand. And please look into what they're saying because it doesn't match up. They'll tell you they voted against everything that President uh, Biden done. Well, you voted against me receiving my stimulus. You voted against the health of unemployment, you vote against. I mean, there's all these things that are made you against all these things that would help people. And then we say we're Christian, but the Bible says, bear ye one another burdens. In other words, when people go into hard times, we're supposed to stick together. And then we're talking about the prices are going up on so many things. So many things that would get made in China, and it was under the administration of uh, President Donald Trump of 45, that he uh, put an embargo where he lifted prices uh, for China to send things in the tariff uh, to America. Well, when they lift the tariff, that means China have to charge more for it because they're charging more to ship it out into America. So they're up the price. 
And if America have to pay more to get it when they come into the country, uh, we pay more for it. When they get to the store shelf, you pay more. So don't look at it as Biden a lot of things. Look at it as President Donald Trump. The game. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp on YAT Radio. It's breaking. Excuse me, we had a little technical difficulty at that time, and I pray that you're still in with me, but we're having uh, some minor difficulty. But we need to be aware of what's going on. There have been what you call gerrymandering to keep blacks from having their representation. They are gerrymandering. They, they, what they're doing is, like I'm speaking for, I could speak for Alabama and Louisiana. I know about these two states, but it's all over America. Louisiana should, should have two congressional districts because Louisiana has 33% population is African American. Three are going, if you have six congressional districts, where, where two are going to six since they make up that three uh third three are going there two times. So you need to have two of the congressional districts should be black. As the same go with uh Alabama. I think Alabama is but Alabama is more closer to twenty seven percent African American. Nevertheless, but but we're under uh represented and in, in, in the Congress uh in the senatorial. We're trying to fight to have the Senate. They're trying to put away affirmative action. I want you to understand this and listen at me. You need to knock the doors down, brothers and sisters, and pass the word around to get out and vote. You should knock doors down praying to people to get out and vote. They're trying to do away with affirmative action. People were so amazed with me when I told them the Civil Rights Bill was not enacted until 1974, 48 years ago. That's all. But you're supposed to catch up with people who've been free for all this time. You was just allowed to get off and trade. Now, I want you to understand this. The government mandated through affirmative action that blacks were able to get some of the good, better paying job and able to be treated fairly. There's still nepotism. There's still places that blacks can't get to work are not being treated. Even in the military, blacks make up about 50% of our nation's military active duty personnel. But only 10% of the people who are generals, I'm talking about generals, captain, colonels, and, and above majors, are black, but that's awful strange when you have the majority of the people are of of uh, are African Americans. That's that's awful strange, and it's not because you you don't know or you're you, you're on the, you're not intelligent. Still, that same racist pedigree of America. Now, I want you to understand 
affirmative action is why so many blacks have been even this I, I, I don't know what name to call Clarence Thomas. The only reason he's in the Supreme Court is affirmative action. The young man that was for uh the gentleman that was the was was the neuro doctor, the uh, brain surgeon, but he been went began to be overhoused and he himself was uh through affirmative action. But they will vote to unend it because that's what uh, whites are telling them that you don't need that anymore. We're being beat down in the street. We're still being gunned down. We still have to tell our children how to walk the street, what to say, what not to say, that the, you, you're still getting, not getting what you want. And then at the boot of it, I want to say this, and I pray that I have some Caucasian Americans on, on this line. I want you to understand this. When you pass affirmative action, it was for minorities to be able to get a decent paying job. But you're so slick and cunning like the devil that you would make a female, a Caucasian female, a, a, major, a minority. There are more female, white, 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 females in the in the United States than any other race, any other person. How can you be a, a, a minority that keeps you and your husband both able to keep and get more money than other races? Uh, you don't have to hire a black female. You can hire a white female and you have a minority. And that should not be. That, it, you know, every time you try to give us uh, and you take a foot back from us and think that we're ignorant and we don't understand. But we can't allow you to roll back affirmative action. And talk. You, right now you're dealing with it in school. Well, if you take it back affirmative action and say that the Asians are, taught, are saying that the blacks get it and it's not right that blacks get the affirmative action to get able to go to certain schools. Well, still in all, all blacks don't get in school and whites outnumber blacks in the school. Why don't you take a few or more of those slots away from whites and give them to Asians? Blacks qualify for them. And you have so many whites whose parents graduated from these Ivy League schools and, and these high school, different uh, highly ranked schools, and they get in because of their parents. Not because of their test score, but they automatically get in. Let them go to another school. But this is the way our country is put together. This is what we do. And it's time that we speak out and let people know that we're not, we, we, we need to vote and to try to keep affirmative action. Now, being a minister, and I have to say this, uh, I, I, I don't believe in abortions. I believe in if a child is, you know, going to be not be, be able to live a, a fairly good life or the child might die or might injure the mother's life or rape or incest or whatever, then that's okay. I think it's okay. But due to the fact that America talks out both sides of her neck, well, uh, Dr. Kim, what do you mean by America talk out both sides of her neck? Well, when you get these kids and you say bring them into the world with parents that don't want them, they'd be abused. Then they'd be neglected. Then they're put in foster home or group home. 
where they are molested, they're abused. And then when they get 18 years old in school, they're kicked out and they're put on the streets. There's no money, no programs to take care of them or to house them after they get a certain age. They're either going to be homeless, they're going to be in prison, or they're going to be killed. That's the only thing. Or they're going to go through mental breakdown. That's what happens to those kids that whites are so apt to say things about. Now, it's incumbent upon us now to, to realize what it is. Women have the right, but I don't think that a person should lay down and just have an abortion. I don't, if, if, because I, I can't see it. I mean, I, I would never allow my daughter, if the baby, if, if, if the baby just uh, bought a baby, and those who know me and know my daughter, my daughter will tell you, I told her when she was young, but I didn't want her to have a child, but I told her if she ever had a child, do not abort the child. If she didn't want to, just give it to her father. If I had to raise that child as a single man, I was single. I would take care of that child and raise that child the best in the fear and admonition of God. But that was for me. But I think that the Roe versus Wade, they shouldn't have overturned Roe versus Wade. We have what the John Lewis Voting Act. I told you about that. I mean, that's still on the desk. Many things that the Democratic Party said that they were going to accomplish to help blacks are still sitting on the president's desk. It's time that we get out and vote, and it's time that we even let the Democrats know. If it's time, it put up a shut up time. You, you need our votes. And if you don't want to do what we ask you to do, you don't get our vote. We don't have to vote for you or the GOP. We'll find another party that we could cast our votes for. Now, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it from that, you know, there's so many things that we're going through and they're trying to get and they're getting these people that they could put in place that's over uh, Lieutenant Governor, Lieutenant... uh, uh, the what you call them, lieutenant governor of different places, and those who are over the voting polls. They're trying to put the right people in there, whereas if that state don't like who's been elected, the majority elect, they don't have to, uh, they could just change the people votes and and nominate and, and put in office who they want. So it's almost like why go to the polls when they're trying to rig it, and it's been this way ever since 45 lost the race, uh, uh, a narcissistic person, a demagogue, a misogynist, racist man, who I think is a crybaby, a very weak man who's a crybaby, used to having his own weight. Now, don't look at him as a man with manhood. I look at him as a weak man because only a weak man do the things that he do. And those who follow him and take the lives and are afraid to stand up to him, this man led an insurrection, and the GOP need to hold their head and tuck their head like they say a dog do his tail because you're afraid of a man that don't mean you any good, this country any good. And it's time for us to change. Now, I've I, I talked to you pertaining to that. And uh, and I told you about how 
They're allowing white men with guns to stand uh, at the voting polls. I mean, with masks on. That's to intimidate the votes, and this is what we're looking at. Come on, my brothers and sisters. Let us get together and let us take people to the vote, voting polls and let them know you have somebody stand up, go and vote. That thing that you're doing, that's an old game. They try to try to try to put us to scare us. That's an old game. And I'm not into that old game. You can We're not afraid of you. Never been afraid of you. And not afraid of you today. But anyway, my brothers and sisters, I, I have different individuals who I've been sharing things with, and uh, we were talking. I was talking with some today. Me and a, a friend of mine, a buddy of mine, who who he uh, give gives a lot of information. But before uh, I, I go on and, and just go on with my history talk and take us back in time to let the blacks know why we need to be so. Uh, well, we really need to, to be just so uh, happy and ready to learn about ourselves and know where we came from and who we are. Well, this it, book is two volume, but it's a Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up Black America. It's by Ronald Dalton. Also, there's another book that's very important, and this is about, they say, the three mothers how the mother of Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and James Baldwin shaped the nation. And then the next one is, I mean, this is a very good, very good book, White Too Long. This is a Caucasian man writing about white privilege. His name is Robert P. Jones. It's good books to read. It's time we start learning about ourselves. And then all of then uh okay, I told you, the guy's name was Robert P. Jones. And then there's another one, The Days Are Arising, and that's The Life of Malcolm X by Les Payne. And, 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 but the greatest book that I read, I have it in my office. I've been reading it. I was headed in my office. And uh, it's about Marcus Garvey. If you get an opportunity, please read about Marcus Garvey. He was more... Uh, he was he 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 may have been better than uh, Malcolm uh, Martin, but people didn't know because they got him out. They had him expelled from the country, but he was spreading stuff all over, and he went even in Europe to spread it. It's Marcus Garvey, and he was a very powerful uh, man who spoke his spoke the truth. And whenever you speak the truth, you hate it. I want I want us to understand that. Many years ago, that that this is not being taught in there. If you start taking anthropology, and anthropology deal with the study of man, meaning, and you can find about the origin of man. And when you start looking at the origin of man or anthropology, you're gonna find out. You look, you don't go to Europe or you don't go to Asia, uh, but you go right to Africa to find where man originated from, mankind originated from. Uh, some people say the Bible says uh, the fertile crest is, uh, the fertile crest is, it's, it's, it's in, it's in uh, right around the Euphrates, and the Bible says this because 
did did give the name of the Euphrates River. Well, the Bible also gives the name of two other rivers, the Gaion and the Pishon. And both of those rivers are the Nile rivers, and that's why they say the Garden of Eden was. They say one of the rivers encompassed the land of of uh, uh, Havilah, which is Cush, that means Ethiopia, and the other one encompassed the land of Deja Budi or Somaliland. That's Somalia, and that's in the continental Africa. But matter of fact, even if you would look this up in the Bible, the Bible would teach you that uh, that there was a Semitic uh, black race of people who came from Ham, who was in that, who began to be Semitic Negro people, who, when they were building the Tower of Babylon, Nimrod, where Abraham came from as Ur of the Chaldees of Manesopania around modern-day Iraq. That's where the father of the nations came from. And the people uh, six to 5,000 years ago were called Sumerans. And if you look it up, there's a, a description of the people where they were chocolate with stute noses, mean a thick nose, and you know what color chocolate is. But I'm going to even take it back to millions of years ago. And this is not, uh, what I'm teaching is not uh, from black Americans or African Americans or either from uh, Africans. These are things that whites have written. They know who you are, but you don't know who you are. And it's bad when other people know who you are, but you don't really know who you are. Because then you could keep that inferiority complex going in your mind that you are inferior way in essence by when by your genes and your makeup, physical makeup and your genes and everything, you are you your genes are, are not lower but they are dominant genes. See you uh, blacks have what you call dominant genes. If you're white or with blue eyes, then you have risk. And you know, uh, the word dominant means uh, superior, and recessive means a lower part. And we need to know now, this, like I say, this is not coming from, say, some black man wrote this. No, this is Caucasian. Now, when we start thinking about <clears throat> anthropology, we look to find out where usually you find the oldest human fossils. And you look for Australopithecus, and that's what they call Lucy. Lucy, a, a forensic a fossil skeletal, was found in Ethiopia in 1917. And this was a, a, a process of a list skeletal remains of a lady who Don Johansson and Tom Gray, who they say were looking for rocks, and they discovered Lucy. And this happened about 3.2 million years ago. In other words, 3,200,000 years ago, this homage was unknown. But we find out that this was called, she was called Lucy. Now, this in the southern parts of Ethiopia. But now, Lucy was named Lucy because the Beatles, those who have an age on them, and I know who the Beatles was, in 1974, had a, had a record out called Lucy in the Sky, Lucy. But now, uh, so they named her Lucy. 
But now there's another group that was studying in Africa around Tanzania. Louis Leakey and Mary Douglas Leakey, he and his wife were British paleontologists, and uh, they discovered the first fossil, what they call proconsul. They say this was a distinct, a extinct ape, which is now believed to be uh, the, uh, like a human ancestor. Okay, Mary Douglas, she discovered the robust, they call it Zenzantropus, and that deals with, Zenzantropy deals with East Africa. The skull was found in what they call the Odeve Guards in Tanzania. Now, we need to understand the last African uh, professor by Professor Leakey has several archaeological and anthropological uh, findings of fossils of ancestors of apes and humans in Odeve Gorge while excavating the Odeve Gorge in 1960. She found fossils that date back to 2.16 million years ago that there were fossils, and the discovery was found in 96, 1996, and this is Lewis and Mary Le Lewis Leakey and his wife Mary Douglas Leakey. What this was found back then, and it's it's important that we we understand that. And they even go go even to, to show you some things that modern day we go into uh, genetics and uh, we go into uh, DNA today. Uh, DNA is very well studied. If, if they want to know anything about you, they can take your DNA. So I want you to understand this. If any Caucasian, uh, any person from the continent of China, Japan, Vietnam, uh, Pacific Islanders, Australia, Canada, America, South America, if you would take our DNA, you're going to find this out. If we trace back our DNA, in the maternal inheritance, mean female inheritance, of our mitochondria DNA that's within all of our cells, all human beings have the same theoretical ancestor. In other words, we all came from the same person. It doesn't matter if you're white or so-called white or whatever. You have the same person, and that person came from Africa, and they were black. This woman is known as Mitochondria Eve, and she lived about 200,000 years ago in South Africa. She was not the first human, but every other female lineage eventually had no female offspring. Failing to pass on the mitochondria DNA. As a result, all humans today can trace their mitochondria DNA back to her. Within her DNA and that of her peers exists all the genetic variations which we see in contemporary humans since E time. And it said everybody today, that's contemporary humans from over hundreds of thousands of years ago carry this lady DNA. And it talks about how different population of humans have, have drifted apart genetically. 
and form distinct ethnic groups. Like I say, if you live in China, they say you're Chinese. If you live in Japan, you're Japanese, Korea, Korean. Uh, uh, but when you get to America, you're either black or white. But everybody's just not American. And so we need to understand these things. But now they found 2,500 years ago, uh, 315 years before Christ, they found a, a, a fossil of a, of a person, of a man, in southern Africa. And this man is the closest relative yet known to the humanity of the common female ancestry, what we talked about, mitochondria Eve. He matches her more than anyone, and he was an African. They said they know that person was a fisherman because he lived on the coast of southern Africa. And, you know, and he was just a close match of mitochondria Eve. It was found in a place called St. Helen Bay in South Africa by archaeologist, and the archaeologist's name is Andrew Smith of the University of Cape Town. Amen. So, you know, the first ancient human from sub-Saharan Africa, the cradle of humanity, to have had a DNA sequence. And that's where the first, they were the first ones to do that, to have a DNA sequence and be able to know where they're from. And it's all too often that we overlook those things about where did man come from? Don't you know white folk know they came from you? Don't you know that they understand anthropology? The, the writers, the things that I'm, I'm talking to you about tonight, this came from the books, from Caucasian books, white books. And then they the teach you about who you are and why you so great in everything that blacks go off into. They seem to be superior in everything, whether it's business, whether it's whether it's science, whether it's math, whatever it is, you or sports, you dominate. That because of this, the very reason is that uh, Gregor Mendel is called the father of genetics, and it will tell that we our genetics that are inherited, involved in that we pass discrete units of inheritance in our genes from parent to to children, to grandchildren, and it passed, it passed on. It talks about how tall we're going to grow and all these other genetic makeups, what color our eyes are going to be, and other things. Well, Mendel, his name was Gregor Mendel. He's the father of genetics. Well, Mendel had what you call three laws, and the laws was the law of independent assortment. He had another law was the law of dominance and the law of segregation being a botanist, and, and, and then he's being a geneticist, he learned that black skin or brown skin come from dominant genes. He learned that brown eyes come from a dominant gene. He learned that white skin came from a recessive gene. And he learned that, that <clears throat> excuse me, he learned that blue eyes came from a recessive gene. Now, some may ask the question about the blue eye thing. All of us have what you call an OCA 
two genes. Whites went through, uh, some whites went through mutations, genetic mutations. See, when the OCA2 gene is turned off, it produces blue eyes. That's why a, <clears throat> excuse me, a few people have those blue eyes. Not that many people have blue eyes. You see a lot of whites with it, but you don't see the majority of people around the world have brown eyes. <clears throat> now, because now, uh, so white skin comes from a recessive. Recessive means to be a lower form or lower, but dominant means superior. So a black and brown skin is dominant, and the light white skin is from a recessive gene. Now, I want you to understand what they're saying. They're saying, they're telling you why blacks are, whenever you go in or you start, Trading and thing, you dominate. That that's something when you get an opportunity. Those who are studious and those who really want to learn about themselves, I would beseech you to look up the hidden DNA discovered only in Black African people, and you will find out the world standard. And you would look up, and it was did by American Association for the Advancement of Science. It was 15 white scientists that did the DNA series of genomes. And what they, hey, what they found out, it was astonishing. And uh, they did this. It was 15 scientists wrote a copy, and they had it copyrighted. They was going to have a book now. But when it came out the way that they didn't think it would come out, they didn't publish the book. They had it copyrighted. Now, what they did, they did a DNA series. And see, the series of DNA uh, measures the intelligence. And it tells you when you look up the series in DNA, it would tell if a person uh, have a greater possibility to be a genius. Now, if you want to look it up, also look up under the global patterns of disequilibrium. The global patterns of disequilibrium. And they're going to show you, and I want you to understand when you're dealing with the DNA, you got sequence and you got series. Sequencing will tell you who you came from, what area you came from, so those are your series. But now when you, that that's your sequence, excuse me. Your series will tell you about your intelligence level, how uh, close you are, uh, uh, the possibility of you being a genius. But what happened, these 15 scientists, what they did was they figured that man's closest relatives are from the ape family. So remember, the higher the number of the series of this DNA, the more intelligent you are. What they did was they did a orangutan. And that orangutan had three series. And then they took a gorilla and they series the gorilla. And the gorilla had four series. They took a chimpanzee. The chimpanzee was smarter than the orangutan or the gorilla. Had five series. Then they went all over the world, Europe, all over Asia, India, China, Japan, Korea, 
uh, all over the world and tested the people for DNA series. And they tested with six series. They were far, they were more intelligent than the orangutan. They were more uh, uh, intelligent than the gorilla. They were more intelligent than a chimpanzee. And then they test the white man and the white people all over the world. The other when they they tested with a six, they were more intelligent than all these chimps, the gorilla, and the orangutan. But after they did their test, they found out they left out one country that they did not test their series. So they went to North Africa, and when they test North Africa, they was Astonished what they came up. The North African tested a nine. Now, remember what I told you, that the orangutan had three series, the gorilla had four series, the chimpanzee had five series, and the Caucasian and other races around the world had six series. But when they went over West Africa, they came up with six series. I mean, nine series. So that means that you're four more intelligent than any Caucasian or any other race of people. You want to know why they hate you so much? They know you are, but long as they could have you around killing one another and calling yourself a thug and a G and your mind is not put together on science and math and technology and keep you away and long as you are inferior and you believe it, then you're going backwards. And remember, if you want to look that up, what I just told you about those series, that's the global patterns of disequilibrium. Now, I want to explain to you, isn't it ironic that we go around talking about fiber optic wiring, they got holes all along the side of the highways, they're pulling wires or liberty wires, talking about 5G, fiber optic wire all over the world. Everything could travel so fast with fiber optic wire. Well, that's a heck of an invention. And a black female invented it. I could ride in my car and I could put and ask the directions to Times Square in New York and it would direct me directly there with GPS, global positioning, positioning, you know, uh, satellite. And that was invented by black female. female. Don't you know that in 1969, when America sent a man to the moon, that it was some black females who figured out on a bulletin board, not on a computer, how many miles it would go there, how much fuel it would call to come back, what trajectory it would take back to come back in the Earth's atmosphere. Because if you did not come back, this is what people don't know. If you don't enter the Earth's atmosphere in a certain angle, you would bounce off and it would shoot you to eternity in outer space. But these black females, they figured out how to do it. They figured it out. And that's the only way they were able to go to, uh, uh, to to the moon. Then the cell phone, 
a black man invented the cell phone. You remember the big things you had in your car? I don't know if some of you guys remember this. Way back there, that car phone. It came, that's what your cell phone come from. It just made the circuit smaller. But they came from a black man. The typewriter, the gas mask, safety glasses, the elevator, clothes dry, air conditioning unit, the almanac, blood plasma bag, lawnmowers, lube cup. I told about the refrigerator, spark plug, stethoscope. I told you the traffic light, electric bulb, electric lamp bulb. All these things came from, or was invented by blacks, and there's many more. This is only just a few things that I'm trying to let you know so you will be able to, to, to study about these things. I'm not, there's so many other inventions that I didn't write. I want to just give you some of the taste of the inventions that we had. But you know one thing? It's not in your history books or your science books because whites will not allow their children to study all your accomplishments. They, they'd say CRT, critical race theory. At least that's what they call call it critical race theory. But I would beg to differ. My friend and I was talking about it, and this friend of mine, he, uh, he turned me on to a lot of books, and he's very, very... He's very, very sharp himself. He's very, very sharp, and I believe iron sharpens iron. And the brother, he, 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 we have so much in common. We both love our people, and we want to lead our people and tell our people the truth. Now, it's very important that we understand about some different authors of book. A lady named Sarah Tishkoff from the University of Pennsylvania in part one. Africa Genome Human Evolution. You get a chance to read that. She was told she talks about all everybody came from all people came from Africa. They came from Africa. White people is no more than a mutation of an African, meaning a lower form of a black man. That's all that person is. They know it. You heard what I just said. They know it. But do you know who you are? It's a shame when a person knows other people know who you are, but you don't know who you are. And that's the problem with us today. Everybody know I have a that I keep uh, a photo I keep on my phone photo that I keep on my telephone and I, I want to excuse you my 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 mic just keep falling off my desk but anyway with, with, by thinking of this I, I think about all the things lies that have been told about we are inferior and they came from you now I want you to understand several things about that you didn't do anything. Uh, they had to teach us and things like that, and that's that's so far from the truth. And I, I'm just going to list some things because I want I want us to be very aware of things that were done and the lies that has been told to us about ourselves. 
We said that it's been told that they are the teachers of the world. They lied to us because all the so-called people that the Greeks were the first person to get knowledge of the people in Europe, they were Greeks. Then the Greeks passed it on to the Romans. Now, I want you to understand that Africa have always been blessed with knowledge, mineral resources, animals, plants, but the hindrance have always been the cruelty and the suppression by Europe and the Western world. Now, I want you to understand this, because they won't teach it, and that's how this becomes. We're always talking about, and when you go to the major universities, you're going to have the other name, uh, Plato and Aristotle and Socrates and Eleusis, Eleusis, and you're going to Pythagoras theories and all kind of names like this, how they were able to build and their science and their medicine, their astronomy and uh, all these things. What they got, and they, 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 they really, they got it from, that came from Egypt. Egypt is black. Okay, that's why the word Kim, the word Kim means black, meaning the land of the black, Kimmich. Okay, Plato was a student at Wasset Temple for 11 years. That's in Egypt. That's where he studied for 11 years studying because they didn't have schools where he could go to and learn. That's why Plato got his knowledge from Aristotle was a student at that very same place, Wasim Temple, but he stayed longer than Plato. He was there from 11 to 13 years learning. Now, it's important we understand Socrates spent years at Wasim Temple in Egypt learning that they take this stuff back to, to, back to Rome and they take this stuff back to Greek and it was spread it throughout Europe, you know, you you okay you listen use you salute was a student from ten to eleven years at the very same temple now Pythagoras who we always talk about in physical pythagoras theory he 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 studied there for twenty two years at the very same temple see Egypt been keeping records for far back as 4,000 years before Christ. So that's over 6,000 years ago. They was keeping records. Many Europeans studied, and they also studied at Timbuktu. And, and so when we look at these things, we, 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 we think about it. Now, it, listen at what happened. Around 332 BCE, that, that's before Christ, era, right before the birth of Christ, Alexander the Great invaded Egypt, which is Kemet, under military power. Philosopher Aristotle and his fellow Greek cohort, they stole many of the archive books from Egypt and burned the other books that they could not decipher. Now, they've lied to us, talking about Africans, didn't keep record, they didn't have books. You burned a lot of them and you stole them there in Okay, if you go to Europe, you could find so many books and other things and carvings, statues, and everything else that came from Africa. It, that's what never done. There are 11,000 books in private collections 
in Niger. There are 700,000 books recorded in history and many other subjects in libraries in Timbuktu and Mali. There are 3,450 handwritten medieval books and 6,000 surviving in other cities in Waleto. That's in Africa. But they tell you that we, well, we, everything was a written record. So much that we did was about written record, but we did write books. We wrote books. We knew things. We were able to do it. We had such an advanced uh, civilization in Africa when white six, what it was, 6,000 years ago, they were just coming out of cave. Blacks were, were, were building 48 story buildings, and even to this very day, Whites try to say aliens came from out of out of out of out of space and built the pyramids. What kind of mess is this? Because they don't want to give the credit to who built the pyramids. Now there's a there's an elderly lady, her name Jane Elliott, and she is a person, she speaks a thing, she's an anti racism activist. And the lady said that we would need a Black Lives Matter if we didn't have 300 of years of Black life don't matter, meaning if whites have mistreated Black for the three over 300 years, we wouldn't need any of that. And how true. And she told them this thing. And that then Dr. Keith Chang explained that white people is a mutation. These, these not Blacks. Black whites are a mutation of Black African race. That's what it is. Now, you know, it's uh, these are, are, are white scholars that, that, that come in and willing to admit them. And there's so many people today not willing to admit that because they don't want to say it. But I'm, I'm going to want to say this because it's time that we start talking about the church. But I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to go in a little something about our our church today and the past. Because we have the wrong perception because the Europeans have tampered with a lot of things that deal with our Holy Bible. But I want us to understand this. Before we, we go, we need to think about our Arab brothers. Because when we talk about the Arabs, now I want us to understand the Arabs did not come into uh, Africa until the 7th century A.D. after Christ. See, uh, the Arab slave trade started 700 years before the European slave trade started. So the European slave trade started in the 1400s. So you're looking at at, at, at by eight, almost uh, 1490. So you're looking at 600 years ago. It started the slave trade. It started. But seven years before that, so 1,300 years ago, the Arabs started 700 years before the European slave trade started. Slave transatlantic slave trade started. They started 700 years. Now, we, we talk about the Arab brothers and, uh, and things like that. I know we run to their stores and we do all these things, but the Arab uh, traded slave began 700 years before the European African transatlantic slave trade. Now, I want you to understand this, and this is very, very important. 
and 14 under King James time, and 1452, before 14, before Columbus ever came, they say Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. Okay. 40, let's say right at 40 years before that, Columbus supposedly sailed the ocean blue. Pope Nicholas V, you're the Catholic Pope. Now notice I say, Pope Nicholas V, the Catholic Church signed a referendum for slavery. It was them that signed the referendum for slavery. The Catholic Church forced their views onto the peaceful convergence and amending uh, ideology that different, you know, virgins or missionaries that travel in historically violent, dehumanizing, and destabilizing Africa. It was the European Pope Nicholas the fifth. They signed a referendum for slavery. The Catholic Church has a lot to to, to uh, apologize for. And then with this, like the Islamic slave trade in North Africa, where Islamized, Islamized the people. Now, we talk about Christianity had been in Africa before Islam ever made it there. Uh, we have to understand that because the Arab brought it there 700 years after, that's after, you know, the Romans had left and they, they bring the Romans out because first the, Greek, the Greeks conquered, then came the Romans, then they ran the Romans out and then the Arabs came. So these are years after Christ. Now the uh the military of the of the Arabs came uh and took over Egypt, they invaded Egypt in December six thirty nine uh AD. In other words, six hundred and thirty nine years after the death of Christ, that's when they came and they invaded and things like that, and they took over Egypt, Tanzania, and the western parts of Libya. Then they had the people to, to to come into the slave masters, force the people to believe in Islam. So either way it go, when people say, well, well uh, Islamic is not the religion, belief of Africans either. You know, when you talk about that, it was forced on the people by the Arabs, that came over and who did that conquest. It's time that we really, really learn and things like that. It's time that we understand how how critical Africa is. I was also talking today about the Omic people and they spell O-L-M-E-C. And if you would just take your time and you would look up the word O-L-M-E-C, O-L-M-E-C, Omic people. And you'll find out that they're these colossal heads made of stone, and they say they were basalt, basalt boulders. And some of them were high as 14 feet high. Some of them were nine feet tall. They were big boulders that they carved them in pictures. And they were saying that some of them went back to 1200 BCE. 1,200 years before Christ's advent. Some of them was 400 years before Christ's advent. Either way it goes, 
they don't know quite was Native Americans here during that time. It was during the time where we might say was Moses. But these pictures are in Mesoamerica, and you could, if you want to look it up, you could find Lorenzo Torres, uh Tabasco. That's in uh, in Mexico, Veracruz, Mexico. You can find that they had it in San Lorenzo, Levante, all these different places. Then you find them in the Indies Mountains in South America. Blacks have been sailing seas for all too long. Even Columbus make note that when he came to America, to the, to the Americas, because he never came to America. Let me get that straight. Whites have been saying he discovered America, and they, they even have a holiday of a man who, who did not discover anything. That's the lot is so bad. We have a holiday uh, every October, it's close around the 12th, where they're going to celebrate Columbus Day. And Columbus never discovered America. When he came there, they had already had Africa. And then I call him a dummy because they said he was looking for a shortcut to India. And that's why he named the people Indians because he was looking for India. That just tells me it was a dummy got lost and he couldn't call the people where he thought he was going. It's incumbent upon us to know what we're talking about. You know, the oldest university in the world is in Morocco. And it, it, you know, it's a university. It's time that we stop looking over all these things about the uh, European. How you know we know how they got their education. We know that they were educated in, 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 in you know, Herodias, uh, you know, Aristotle, and all the rest. They were educated at at Wasa Temple. And it's so many things that we need to look into um, that research or build up our self-esteem because if you would ever could ever get to go to Germany and go to their museum, if you go to the museum in, in, in Britain, you'll get to know who they are. Now, I'm going to gonna, gonna show you something about uh, the Bible, uh, Zondervan, Bible dictionary, the definition of Ham. They say Ham is the dark race. And see, Moses was raised in Egypt, so Moses went to the best school. So he was groomed by God to take over and lead the people because he was a very well educated man. Okay, Zondervan Compact Dictionary said that Ham is the youngest son of Noah, born probably about 96 years before the flood and one of eight persons to uh, live through the flood. He became the progenitor of the dark race, the Ethiopians, the Egyptians, the Libyans, the Canaanites, and not the Negroes, but not the Negroes. And what they're saying is that there's a dark race called Negroes. We know that they were Negro, Negrato, or whatever you want to call it, always meant black. So that was another race, which was the Hebrew people that they called Negroes, meaning black. And so that's, that's where your Semitic people from. The people today that's over there in the Holy Land today are called Khazar Serfums. And they are, they are not really 
Israelite. They call themselves, well, what they are really mostly, I want to tell you, they're proselytes. In other words, they took up the Jewish custom. They have no legitimate right to the Holy Land. America and Britain put them there. They were put there by America, Britain, France, Italy, and others to be in that area. So I want you to understand those things. So it's imperative that we get to know these things about uh, what's going on, that that these people are not. All you have to do is there's a name that I want to give to you. His name is Gamma Abdel Nasser. He was the president of Egypt. And in 1952, four years after they put the people in the so-called, in the Holy Land, or over today, that the people who were there in the Holy Land, they put them there. I want you to understand they put them there. But this is what the Egyptian president said in 1952. He said, we, the Arab League, refuse to accept these Hebrew-speaking Gentiles. How can a man leave black and come back white? We refuse to accept them. In other words, he was saying that the original Hebrews were black, and the reason why those the people over there today do not accept them because they were when they left they were they looked African, but now you put number white people around them, and everybody know that white folk didn't come from that part of the country back then. They were put there. The Suez Canal wasn't built all of his land. We're going to go ahead on and start taking uh, some calls and questions. If anybody have any questions, uh, they would like answered. If the line is open, you can you can, uh, you can can ask the question. Or if you have something you would like to add or you have some more information that you would like to give, the line is open. I'm a firm believer that iron sharpens iron. Amen, amen, amen. God bless your powerful show tonight, Pastor. I'm going to uh, give the mic over and see if anybody's there uh, to want to talk tonight. God bless you. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, the line is open, 858-357-9137. Welcome to History Talks. Is there anyone, is there anyone on the line that would like to add to I uh, have a question and they would like to ask or to give us more information. The voting polls are just closing in some areas and haven't closed in there others. I pray you got out and voted. We vote today to uh, to move America forward, not backwards, and stand up for the right that was fought for us by so many of our elderly, your ancestors. I remember some of the days myself being a young a young kid and watching things that were happening during the time, but I remember very well the struggle. Is there anyone that would like to share with us tonight? Hey Amen. There are a few people on the line, Pastor. I guess they're not talking tonight, uh, but they're there. So God bless you. Amen. Well, again, 
There's so much. I pray that we did get out and vote today. As I was talking, I didn't bring up that polls were closing all around. Some had closed not too long in this area, but 8 o'clock, and it closed here. Central Standard Time closed those in, that was on the Eastern Standard and the Mountain and the Pacific Time uh, still are open. So get out and vote. And exercise the right that so many people died for that right just to vote. And I, I really, really want us to learn of ourselves, be proud of who you are, walk upright, pull your head up, because God made you first. And uh, I heard some things dealing with, I named one of the books when I read the book, and I didn't think it was any cinematic uh, book, but it was dealing with uh, from uh, Hebrew to Negro. All it was saying was, who are the Hebrew people? And if people are trying to find out the truth, what's wrong with looking up the information? Because blacks know they've been dying for so many years. Why not do your own research? And so it's like, believe anything that I tell you. And if you don't, you know, we're going to do away with you, or we're going to call you anti-Semitic. But first of all, you have to come from STEM, not Jacob, to be a Semitic person. So we need to find out what Semitic means. The true meaning of a Semitic person in biblical context, not something that was made up a couple of years back, when I'm talking about uh, before uh, the war time. So let us do our homework a little diligently. Search the truth. And don't let others hinder you in trying to find the truth because we know as African Americans we've been lied to for so long. And they tell us we have First Amendment rights, but when you say things, if they don't like it, you don't have First Amendment rights. And I, I, I don't understand that. You know, you're supposed to have First Amendment rights, speak and protest, but the moment you protest, the moment you speak out, against something that was said, even if it's wrong, then you're anti-Semitic, you blackball, you kicked out the league. You could see someone beating a black man to death, but if you stand up as an athlete and say it, say it or take a knee because nothing is being done about it, like uh, Colin Kaepernick, he ran it from, from from National Football for doing his his first amendment rights. He only protests and it was a peaceful protest. So it is time that we in the things and see which way we're going. Well I, I wanna say to Pastor Williams who so diligently who loves his people. 
and who love all humanity because I love black, white, rich, poor, Asian, whatever you call yourself, I love you. But I'm going to speak the truth. I will speak truth to power. And that that's, that's me. I, I don't, I'm not anti-Semitic or anything like that, but I am pro-truth. And I know that things that have been done to African-Americans and to Africans by other races or, or people who call themselves Jews and others who have done bad things. So you have, but I want to just say this. The way society is right now, you would think that the only person doing something wrong is black people. Because you could tell them when they're doing wrong, but if they call another race out, another group of individuals, then they could be blackballed. So in other words, they're telling me, Negro, stay in your place. So it sent me so far back when I see things and hear things, is because it's like stay in your place or we're going to blackball you. Even if you're telling the truth, you could be blackballed. So, again, I thank Pastor William for allowing us to come together and speak truth to power and that we continue to, my thing is for you to start studying. And that that's, that's what I pray that will happen, that you will study and grow in the grace and fear and admonition of God. But most of all, have a love for your people. God bless you. Is there, before I pray or so out, is there anyone who would like to add anything to what we spoke on tonight before we come to an end? If there's anybody want to say something, speak now. All right. Well, Amen. God bless you. I don't have anything either, Pastor. Okay. Well, let's pray our way out of here. We thank God for each and every one who tuned in. I pray a blessing upon you, and I pray that you would take heed in those, if you're living in areas where the cold have not closed yet, get out and cast your vote. Let your voice be heard. Heavenly Father, we come in the matchless name of Jesus. Thank Lord. We just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Your mercy. Thank you, Lord God, for sending your son to die for our sins. And, Lord, I want to just say thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our lives. And, Lord, we ask, Lord, that we would learn of ourselves, Lord, and trust that you made us. You made us and you know all about us. And, Lord, give us wisdom, knowledge, and fortitude that we could stand for the truth that we could tell a person when they're wrong, that we could speak out and help one another, that we would quit killing one another, but we'll lift up one another with love, humility. Lord, we, and, and, and Lord, we ask as we go along that you would bless Pastor William and his, all his ministries, bless his family. And Lord, we ask that you keep us from all hurt, harm, and danger. And Lord, we pray for every race, creed, or color, and, Lord, we pray that that love will permeate out of our hearts for one another. 
For your words here, how can we say we love you who we've never seen but yet hate our neighbor who we see every day? Oh, Father, I thank you, Lord. And this country seems so divided and so racist, Lord. We ask that you would pull it together. And, Lord, the very same people who are saying that they are Christian have so much hate for other people and races and, and things, Lord. So, Lord, let us come together. And, Lord, I just... I love you, and I thank you for each and everything you do each and every day. I pray this prayer in most sincerity. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. God bless you. I love everybody, black, white, rich, or poor, and there's never nothing you could do about it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Good night. My people, I love you. We're family, yeah, you and me, hey, we'll make it through it out, no matter what the cost, we're family, yeah, you and me, hey, we'll make it through the pain, the rain, and all the trouble by ourselves, People, I love you. I love you. We are dying. We are dying. They are lying. Hey. We're being yeah. shot and hearted. Why you hate me? Oh. I'm just trying to be. Great as I can be. be. Grow with one another. Living happily. Living happily. But you hurt me.
God bless and thanks for listening to Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Listen every night as we live stream on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash YAT Radio. Or call in live, 858-357-9137. Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.